Hey out there, everyone. All Goosebumps fans, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who cheats his way through video games with the power of Kalia. The guy who is secretly a prank goofing ghost. The guy who always drinks his cat water and who looks at everything under a microscope. I'm talking about Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing so good, Brandon. Man, that list was short this time. Shortest list yet. It's the shortest. Holy shit. And yet it covered uh, everything. Covered it all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much don't have to see Goosebumps Season 4 now. It's true, right. That was it. That was the that magnum all the opus. the highs and the lows. That's going to be our shortest season, I think, ever, right? Like, I don't think we're going to do any shows that are going to be shorter than that. No. Probably that, not. That's it. Probably Unless we, we start covering, like, you know, the Geico Cavemen sitcom oh my god dude right we're gonna actually the torkelsons is next now um <laughs> no so, that lasted a few seasons right <laughs> it actually got a name change we've talked about that before um we have. no this is the episode we're gonna be covering all of season four i'm just taking over your job here and um okay. answering some away, questions man. and everything one of the biggest questions is hey like what the fuck are you guys doing next don't worry girl <laughs> we are gonna we tell you all about it <laughs> yes so in this episode, Cortland, we are yeah. going to discuss all of season four, mm-hmm. all 20 mm-hmm. minutes of it, but also we're going to look back at Goosebumps as a whole. We are. I can't wait. I've been looking forward to doing this since we started. Not really, because I didn't know anything about Goosebumps then. Um, but first, Brandon, I just want to talk with you a little bit, just because, just you know, we just asked for questions like, I don't know, two months ago when we were <laughs> we yeah. did all of season three as a wrap up. We didn't get a whole lot of questions this time, which is totally fine with me. But, um, you know, just to chit chat a little bit. There's this new show on Netflix called Wednesday, which is about Wednesday Adams. Have you I taken a look it. in that? Have you uh, been interested in it at all? I saw Tim Burton was involved. He sure Do you know is, to yeah. what degree he is? Uh, director. Tim Burton directs, right? He is a director, yes. It is very uh, Tim Burton-esque, I would say. I mean, he's kind of, well, maybe not these days, but like, Tim Burton at his height is like, who, like the dream person to yeah. make a an Adams Family project. So, you've seen it, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the whole thing? Yes, yep. Yeah. Uh, we just watched the last episode last night, and uh, I think it's fun. I think you guys would really like it, because it's got a bit of that teen drama that you mm. that you and Rebecca love so much. I think it, oh, I think you'd enjoy yeah. it a lot. It's a little bit so, different, though. Like, it's, I don't, when I think of Adam's family, I, th- I think of Morticia and Gomez a lot because that's what was mostly featured in, like, the 90s movies. And they're not right. in it so much. And, um, okay, so there's no Adam's family. It, no, it's, it's just mostly just Wednesday. Pugsley's okay. in it, well, like, a uh, touch. appropriately titled then. Yeah. And you know what? Frankly, like, Wednesday's the best character anyway. So this was kind mm. of like an inevitability. She's the best character in the 90s movies. Christina Ricci did an amazing job as Wednesday in 91 and 93. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're going to go back, because Kim actually hasn't watched those movies, so we're going to go back and watch those, and Ooh. I can't wait. I haven't seen them in years. Super excited They for hold it. up. Right? I mean, Angelica Houston is amazing, So uh, and Antonio, no, it's not Antonio Menderes. Raul Julia. Yeah. I know how amazing he is. I can't wait to see it again. I can't wait to watch it with, with Lance and everything. Um but the show itself, really good. Uh, the writing in it, some of the writing in it is pretty off, in my opinion. Um, like that teenage, like, you know, talk, where's my mom? You know, dad, just talk to me about mom. That kind of stuff kind of irks me a little <laughs> bit. But I can forgive it. I can ignore it because the characters are fun. Wednesday's played really nicely. It's fun. I think you guys would like it a lot. Cool. I'll have to check it out. All I've heard from that show 
Like, mm-hmm. I haven't heard any feedback like, it's good or it's bad or anything. I've just heard about this dance scene. Oh, the dance scene. It comes out of nowhere. The dance scene? Yeah. I, it was, like, it happened and I was like, this doesn't feel like something Wednesday would do. And I thought that a couple of times throughout the the series. Like, this, I don't feel like Wednesday would do this. But I'm okay with it. Like, it's it's a different take on Wednesday a little bit, so it's fine. Okay. Well, I'll check it out. It's like, what, ten episodes? It's eight. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of what I did this week. Um, I've been watching it for like a week and a half now, and we finished it last night, and I know I'm recommending it to you and everybody that's listening. But I think we should just talk about Goosebumps. we got a lot to unpack here, Brandon. Yeah, we have a whole series to talk about. Some Goosebumps to go through. Yeah, let's um, do it. We'll start out first with the questions, as the we questions. do. Yeah. Questions. Get ready to get grilled, Cortland. I know. I asked a couple of times. I was like, hey, if you got any questions, you want to shout out on the podcast, get them in. And some people delivered. So we got a couple of questions to answer. Feel free, you guys, though, if you ever have any questions for us, you know, I'm pretty approachable on the social media and, and through uh, email there. So ask me anything, anytime. I'm an open book. He's out there. I'm here. If you need to talk, I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started. Let's do these questions. All right, Cortland. So first up. Mr. Normal on Twitter asks a few questions here. So let's start with, what is one episode from the series you hope they remake on the new series from Disney Plus? That's a really good question. We do get questions a couple of times about like the new series on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And I'll just have to say it, you guys, I don't it's not going to be a horror anthology kind of series though. I think it's kind of more aligned with maybe the movies where like, you know, evil comes out of the book and then a big bang boom, they got to fix it and stuff. And um, it's not going to be the same. I think people have that preconceived notion that it's going to be, oh, it's the 90s Goosebumps show again. Yeah, because that's what it should be. Right. I agree. It should be. I think, you know, horror anthology needs to, it's kind of making its way back. There's a couple of really great ones out there, like um, Black Mirror. Uh, There's the Cabinet of Curiosities that just came out on Netflix. There's uh, Creepshow on Shudder. Like, they're coming back. It's just not as fast as I want it to be. Um, But this one, I think, is going to be more aligned with, like, the newer seasons of Are You Afraid of the Dark, where there's a a main cast that goes through each episode. Um, But I I would assume that they're going to cover things from books in them, or else it wouldn't be called Goosebumps. So, like, Slappy should be in there. Let's rephrase the question. And what episode would you want them to remake on a new series? I would want, personally, um, be careful what you wish for. I would love to have Clarissa back. I think that'd be awesome. Same actress? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't remember. I don't, know. I don't think she uh, is, but she can come back. She fucking nailed it. And we will talk about her later. I guarantee it. Yeah. I would also like uh, an homage to Welcome to Dead House because I feel like I'm spoiling things, but those were really good episodes and yeah, uh, they deserve to be mentioned again. So I'm going to say I would like to see an updated Attack of the Mutant. Yeah, because, that would be cool. I mean, come on. It's Disney. They've got all the Marvel stuff. Just throw on some old suit. But mm-hmm. I think they that is one episode that sucks that they could they could probably turn into something good. Yeah, I like fully it had agree. Potential. It did, yeah, and and they they thought it had potential too. They made it a two parter. I'm sure yeah. that it was a really big advertised event, and then that's kind of what we got. So if we were getting remakes, I'd be more interested in seeing ones that didn't quite work so well rather mm-hmm. than ones that already worked great. Yeah, like even something like Go Eat Worms, which we'll talk about again later too, we they will. could make it be good, I'm sure. There's something they could have there that would be great. Yeah. All right, next question, Cortland. What is one episode you could go back and watch again and again, and what's one episode you hope to never see again? 
Ooh, that's a fun one. Now, it does kind of get into lines with, like, what we think is the best and least favorite episodes. That's yeah. fine. One that I could definitely watch over and over again that I would consider, like, a Halloween staple now would be Welcome to Dead House. Like, my, when we watched it during the watch parties, my son was like, I want to watch that again. And I was like, all right, yeah. Now I know. Like, not that I didn't already know it was a great episode, but that kind of seals the deal. Like, when a child is like, I want to see that multiple times. And I had people talk to me and say, like, oh, this is my favorite episode. I watched it all the time. I think it's Welcome to Dead House is, is one that I could probably pick up and watch anytime yeah welcome to dead house is great mm-hmm. uh one that i could rewatch over and over again uh would probably for me be like something like don't go to sleep oh right just because like the the different scenarios that matt amsterdam i'm pretty sure that's his name <laughs> yep I jumps so. through is just like so varied and crazy that I don't know. It's just very re- rewatchable and fun. My brain's neurons have connected Don't Go to Sleep with uh, with Blank Check now. I don't know why. Like, I mean, I do because the kid reminds me of It's because of, of the whole my own, my, own, my own telephone. Yes. Yeah. So every time I think about that, I think of Blank Check now. And that just creates a lovely place in my brain that I love to go back to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's one episode you don't want to see again? Uh, There's kind of... There's more than I would think, I think. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I don't really have any interest in seeing Go Eat Worms again. Uh, I probably yeah. won't ever watch that one again, honestly. Uh, Attack of the Mutant, though. I would actually rather watch Go Eat Worms rather than Attack the Mutant again. Yeah, especially if it was like you've got to watch both parts. Yeah, I'd be like, no, just shoot me, kill me. I'm dead. <laughs> Never again. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say something like Bad Hair Day, Oof. just because it is... a completely forgettable nothing of an episode it really the best is part of that episode is colin mockery i loved colin mockery it was such a surprise to see him for like two frames uh but also at the end the credit theme i love that they redid they're like this episode shit we got to jazz it up a little bit let's redo the credit theme <sighs> it's gotta have something yeah that had a little lasting power and yet it's still forgettable colin <laughs> mockery can't save everything he tries though he tries damn hard all right Cortland. Another question. Between the two series that we have covered, which do you think had more highs and lows? I say, like, as a fan of Goosebumps, Goosebumps is definitely a more uneven show. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't think there's a, like, I know we just ragged on Attack the Mutant and and Go Eat Worms and stuff. I still don't think they were, like, I'm not mad that I watched them, you know? Like, I still enjoyed them. I think Are You Afraid of the Dark, the, the quality is a bit better. I think there's a little bit better special effects. I think the stories are a little tighter, which is weird because they're not based on books. But they're they're for the screen. You know, these were written specifically for a television show. They didn't take an adaptation of a book and they're like, right. oh, fuck, we got this 92-page book. We got to smash it together and create a show out of it. But there were a lot of similarities, which was really fun to watch. Uh, seeing all the actors again, you know, um, Ron Oliver back in Better Than Ever. I think, I think Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah, I think Are You Afraid of the Dark, in my opinion, a little bit better of a show. I know that's controversial. I know a lot of people that are <gasps> listening in now like Goosebumps more. And that's not to say Goosebumps sucks. You know, I, I think they're both great. I think I'll talk about this again. This is one of the biggest uh, like talking points that I wanted to make is that I think these are both really fantastic entry points into horror for children. And I think Goosebumps Absolutely. is a much better. I don't want to say much better, but I think it is the perfect entry into horror for kids. I think this is a great way to jumpstart kids' interest in horror. It's not too scary. They're easily watchable, followable. And then you can upgrade to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Which tends like, to be a Are You Afraid dark. of the Dark isn't like 
a huge leap. Like, we're not talking about, you know, going from some kindergarten horror to, like, fucking yeah. brutal blood everywhere. But, like, it is, like, Goosebumps is a a bit of a, a lighter show. Yes. So you watch a little bit of Goosebumps, you know, you, you get a little bit older, and you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect, like, stepping stones into horror. Yeah, and... Are You Afraid of the Dark was, on average, a higher quality show, I'll say. Mm-hmm. The lows of Are You Afraid of the Dark, though, man. Yeah, we're like, talking. I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to think in my head if I would actually rather watch something like Misfortune Cookie mm-hmm. or Teacher's Pet from Goosebumps. Yeah, um, I That's agree a tough with one, you. man. Or Hungry Hounds or yeah, Laser I Maze. I don't want to watch Hungry Hounds ever again. Laser Pets. Maze, I would want to watch just because it would remind oh me of the video you made, <laughs> the Laser Maze in one minute, and I would watch the, the actual episode and be like, ha, that's the part from the one minute video. Oh, I love that one minute video. I wish we had time to make those for every episode of Goosebumps. That would have been a mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. All right, Cortland. Yep. Got another question here. Bring What's your on. favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song, this is something that I've talked about in the podcast. It's a couple of years ago now because I think we had like a guest on when I talked about it. It's Last Christmas mm-hmm. by Wham. Yeah, I knew Love it. Love that song. Every time it comes on, I sing with it. I don't normally sing with things, you know, as long as I'm alone in the car, of course. I don't normally sing along with songs, but every time I go to YouTube and I put it on, which is frequently, <laughs> I sing along with it. Love that song. It's a pretty good song. It's not even like it's not even my favorite Christmas song. It's like one of my favorite songs in general. <laughs> that just happens to be about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. I won't, I won't lie. See, what did I say last time we talked about this? Because we have talked about this. I don't know. You're probably like, uh, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, God, I'm so basic. You know, it's going to be something from Nightmare Before Christmas. From oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you said, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm nothing if not consistent. So uh, that is just a fantastic fucking musical. The whole soundtrack. Yeah. The whole soundtrack is incredible. But it's got to be either What's This mm-hmm. or... Or Sally's song. I know. It's okay. No, fuck but... Sally's song. No, not really. <laughs> Not really, but uh, no, it's What's This. That's the best Christmas It's such song. a good song. Yeah. It's so much fun to sing with. I love it. What's yeah. this? I like the part where he's like gently nestling a child elf that's sleeping in his bed. <laughs> What's this? In their face. Yeah, it's the best part. <laughs> yeah. That always right. made me laugh. We've got a couple more questions from Mr. Normal here, Cortland. Yay. <laughs> Bring it on, towards, Mr. Normal. Getting towards the end of Mr. Normal's interview. <laughs> um, Cortland, what are the top three ways to prepare and eat chicken? Oh, easy, easy. Chicken, chicken salad, chicken pot pie, and chicken wings. Okay. that's Those do, are all good. That's from uh, The Barking Ghost, if you don't remember. I do. Okay, okay. <laughs> I do. I think about, like, anytime I hear chicken salad at all, I think of The Barking Ghost. Well, I have that as a sound clip on Twitch. So there's these things called channel points. The more you watch the, tr- the stream, you can use your points to make sound clips happen while I'm streaming. And chicken, chicken salad, chicken pot pie, chicken wings is one of them, along with a bunch of other goosebumps and Are You Afraid of That Are quotes. That's great. I love it. If I were to actually answer this question, though, chicken pot pie might actually be one of the top ones. I chicken love pot chicken pot pie. pie. It's fucking good. So, so good. I love chicken pot pie. And I haven't pies. had it in a while. Oh, I'll make one and I'll ship it to you, Brandon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. I was trying to... Yeah, you know, I could tell. 
I haven't had a chicken pot pie. My children. You could ship me one. My children have never tasted the succulent sweetness of a chicken pot pie. (laughs) Chicken wings also really good. Ah, you know, I'm not a huge fan of chicken wings because I'm lazy and I like to just. I know. If something has like a bone in it, I'm just like, eh. I'm too lazy. I never get enough meat out of them. I'm awful. (laughs) Chicken wings are just like a sauce delivery system, though. They kind of, yeah. You're right. That's all they are. Ooh, so I guess you could use nuggets for that. I have a question. Nuggets for you, are just like a slurry. What? Oh my god. Okay. Uh, totally off topic here, Brandon. But the McDonald's in in Australia. What kind of sauces did your nuggets have? Anything crazy? <laughs> no. I'm sorry oh. to disappoint you. It's but all like corporate packagedness. In America, I feel like the default sauce was the barbecue. Yeah. It's kind of like the the go to, but here it's definitely sweet and sour. Like, well, sweet and sour will for always be my default sauce. They won't. They won't ask you. They're not like which one do you want. They're just like we know you want sweet and sour, and I just pop that in there. Well, that's my default. Absolutely, sweet and sour yeah. sauce is the king of sauces to me, at least for McDonald's anyway. I really do like their barbecue. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, give you that chicken pot pie to make everything better. Last one from Mister Normal here, Cortland. If you could change one ending to an episode, which would it be and why? I feel like this is an easy one for me. Well, the one that instantly pops in my mind is to Camp Nightmare. There you go. That's the answer. And I think it's just because it's so outrageous. You know, not only are they all aliens, but they're all going mm. to their secret agents going to Earth. It's a so lot. Dumb. So much so to unpack dumb. at the very end of an episode. And we talked about that back then. I think it worked a lot There's better no in the foreshadowing. Books, but... It's just Arl Stein at the end of the book, like, oh, what if they were all on a different planet? Yeah. Ugh. So it's definitely Stupid. that one. All right, Cortland. Yes. Moving on from Instagram, Brett asks, what Goosebumps books, including series 2000, mm-hmm. would you like to see made into a TV episode the most? Oh, goodness. The problem I have with this question is that I haven't read a lot of the books. Um, I know I've read Vampire Breath, maybe, somewhat. How I Learned to Fly. I think that would be a... Well, I don't remember the episode, but... but. You haven't gotten to look up a lot of book covers lately. Just look at any Goosebumps book covers and see which ones tickle your fancy. Um... Chicken, While you chicken. do, I'm going to say, chicken, chicken, of course, <laughs> I'm going to say that I wish we could get some kind of give yourself goosebumps adaptations. Like they've got those Netflix things where it's like interactive. You can pick. Yeah, true. So give yourself goosebumps on Netflix or, you know, whatever streaming service. They could all do something like that, I'm sure. Would be awesome. Yeah, you're right. And I remember reading long time ago, Little Comic Shop of Horrors, and it's got. <laughs> I'm looking at the cover right now. It's got a lizard. He's got like a fake Superman costume and it says Super Lizard on it. Oh, nice. I want to see that. You love lizards. Remember when you had an Agama? That was awesome. It was awesome. Um, oh, You know what? I will choose one. It's also the Give your give Yourself Goosebumps cover. The one with that fucking vampire poodle thing. I want that. I want to see a vampire poodle. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see how they would pull that off. Yeah, it was in the video game for a minute. I think her name was Fifi, probably, because that's a poodle name. I want that vampire poodle all over everything. I want it to be the mascot of Goosebumps, because it's so outrageous. You see, the problem with looking up Goosebumps covers like this is that people love to make fake Goosebumps covers. Oh, they do, yeah. So it's like, I'm looking at this one. I don't know if this is a real one or not. 
<laughs> Look, our Goosebumps knowledge is limited to the television series, and that's it. <laughs> yes, I've seen every episode of the Goosebumps TV show, and I don't know if Trapped in Batwing Hall is a real Goosebumps. No, I think that one is. I think I read that one. That's a choose your own oh, okay. spooks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I read most of that one. I could never finish any of those, though, because I, I, I did that one and I did the one where you're like stuck in a mall. Could never figure that one out. I'm pretty sure I got strangled by a backpack one time in it. I don't know. <laughs> I was terrible at those. I love those books. Um, the real answer, though, the definitive answer to this question is why I'm afraid of bees. So we yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> All right. A.G. Martinez, 1985 on Instagram asks, What's your favorite dummy episode, and is Slappy the creepiest monster in Goosebumps? Ooh, a double whammy. Yeah, so the answer to the second question is no. <laughs> I was thinking about he's pretty creepy, though. He's creepy looking. Like, mm-hmm. if he didn't talk, I'd be like, ooh, that guy's creepy. But then as soon as he opens his mouth and he's like, yeah. <laughs> hey, how's it going, fatso? It's like, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, book of brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh my favorite dummy episode is the first one night of living dummy 2 which i know is confusing but yeah that one's definitely my favorite yeah uh my favorite dummy episode is uh say cheese and die again because greg (laughs) is such a fucking idiot in that episode (laughs) jesus christ dude oh man remember when he was like i know how we can fix this let's take more pictures of ourselves (laughs) it's like greg no stop it did you're you killing learn nothing. You're killing her. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh man, Ryan Gosling. Like we said, he never would have. He looked at that script and he was like, "No, <laughs> I'm not tarnishing my good name on this." <laughs> oh. All right, Cortland. I hope you kept that uh, Goosebumps covers tab open. Yeah. Because the next question from Mister NYC King Twenty Seven is best and worst Goosebumps book cover. Well, I think my personal favorite Goosebumps cover is Say Cheese and Die. It's just so good. You know, the skeleton fam. fucking-tastic. Having that barbecue. It looks, it's scary looking. It's intriguing. This is essentially clickbait for children. That's what these Goosebumps covers are. They're clickbait for children back in the 90s. And the biggest clickbait is definitely that family of skeletons fucking having that barbecue. I really wish the brother skeleton was dual fisting corn cobs, but that's okay. If only. The best one for me is the scarecrow walks at midnight. Yeah. Well, you did take a picture of it when you were a child. Yeah. Uh, I love that cover. <laughs> it's great. You you posed with this book in particular. Yes. So, yeah. They, they said at the school, bring in something you cherish so much and you think is so beautiful. And yeah. You know, makes you realize that life is precious. And I was like, okay, I'm bringing in The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. You you went home, you unlocked... It's a field of screams. <laughs> you, you went home and unlocked your glass casing. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> put in that combo, unlock the yeah. safe. Yeah, you... Turned off the lasers. <laughs> you grabbed that Goosebumps book and you were like, this is it. My, my wanted true love. Worst book cover... Cortland, like, my hairiest adventure is up there for sure. I don't like uh, Go Eat Worms very much. Those worms look weird and just so, it seems so unappealing to me. <laughs> you wouldn't want to eat those worms? No, and I don't want to do the homework that the worms are crawling out of. Like, it's just like, 
all things I don't want to do. Girl Who Cried Monster is also a pretty shitty cover. <laughs> it's just some oh, yes. fat guy with yep. a fly. He's like, Ugh. That is the cover. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about um, the the pe- the cat with the pizza? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which was My Best Friend is Invisible, right? <laughs> That's a horrible cover, but also one of the best. Oh, right. It's in its own category of so bad it's amazing. I'm so disappointed that the episode didn't have that cat that it kind of ruins it, though. Yeah, that's what ruins the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Can we? Okay, so talking about really cool covers, uh, the one that is The Curse of Camp Cold Lake, where it's like that skeletal child rising out of the water, looks so good. I I wish that would have been an episode. The original cover for You Can't Scare Me is also really good. Those mud monsters. Yeah fantastic love it and then there's chicken chicken <laughs> where a child's face is superimposed on a chicken and it's like oh god i gotta get out of here the bad hair day cover also very terrible that rabbit looks stupid oh yeah it does the giant buck teeth i don't like that cover <sighs> egg monsters from mars that was that one should have been an episode brandon but it wasn't you know we got the sponge episode but not egg monsters from mars yeah the sponge one it came from beneath the kitchen sink. Uh, the cover of that is all right. It's better than the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to move on. Okay. There's so many covers. I could stare at these all day. I know. People do, I'm sure. Okay. So now TJ asks in an email, are there any things that you think Goosebumps does better than Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I, I guess like what you said earlier, it's a better introduction to horror for young children. Yeah. Perfect introduction. Like, I think Goosebumps, you could get, like, if you have, like, a four-year-old that you want to get into horror, like, mold them into, you know, that person that's going to sit next to you and watch horror movies with you later on in life. Right. Sit them in front of Goosebumps. They'll be entertained. They'll enjoy it. And they can grow up with it and have these memories. And then once they get to, like, seven, eight or something, that's when Are You Afraid That Art can kick in and you can be like, all right, let's ramp it up a notch. Here's Night Shift where... This is the real shit now. <laughs> yeah. Here's Night Shift where this fucking vampire catches on fire and falls down <laughs> the roof of the hospital. <laughs> you want to be afraid of swimming? Well, yeah. here you go. <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> like, oh, the, the pool corpse, like, I still, my brain, those neurons again, they, they connected and... Now when I'm swimming in a pool, I'm like, am I going to die from a pool corpse? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how controversial this is going to be, but I think Goosebumps has a better musical intro. Mm, yeah, I agree Are You Afraid you. of the Dark definitely strikes a tone and it, it sets you up for some spooks. But that Goosebumps theme, man, is just a banger. It is. I like the Are You Afraid of the Dark outro theme better. Like when it's fucking rock and roll guitar riffs and stuff. Like that. But the intro yeah, theme, yeah. I changed it. <laughs> well, yeah. And and I would I would totally give it to Goosebumps for the intro theme. Because it is rocking. Love it. The dog barks. The intro theme, you guys. I know <laughs> we've been talking about this for like a year and a half. It's because it's still the best thing about the show. <laughs> it was so good. So good that that I changed the intro music for Goosebumps to have the dog barking at it because it's so good. <laughs> oh, who decided that that was a thing? I hope it was R.L. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> that was like he demanded it. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing the show if a dog doesn't bark the theme song. <laughs> I want that girl's hair to be frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's so good. All right. What do you think are some of the hottest takes you've had on Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps? I think that our hottest take is that the Laughing in the Dark is not a ten, top 10 episode for, yeah. for Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, I think we get some heat for that one because people fondly remember Zebo, And while it's a good episode, it, there's so many really great episodes in Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. Zebo is not that great of a villain. And I'm sure I've said this before, but I'm also not that down with Slappy. Like a little a little Slappy goes a long way with me. Yeah, I think. Well, the the problem with Slappy is that he really peaked the first time we saw him. And then every other yeah. time it was he like, oh, it's in part Slappy two. Episode. Right. <laughs> he just wasn't as scary, menacing. Remember in, in Night of Living Dummy 3 when he was like portrayed as like a child at some scenes, like they switched between dummy and kid running around. Yes. That kind of just kills it a little bit for me. Oh, I, I think another one too, like Stay Out of the Basement. I think that's just like a really enjoyable episode for a lot of people. I didn't like it very much. And it's probably because I'm an adult and I see how terrible that dad is and how the kids were scared of the dad before they knew that he was a monster. He yeah, was a monster before. We will before. talk about that for sure. Not a, not a fan of that kind of stuff. I think those are probably my hottest takes. I'm, I'm, I need to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Cortland. Another question here. What are some of your favorite recent horror movies? Hmm, that's a good question. That is a good question, but I haven't seen a lot. I actually went on kind of like a horror movie binge watch very recently. I watched, um, in far as zombie movies, I said this before, Train to Busan was really good. Uh, definitely, mm-hmm. if you're interested in, in watching that and you don't mind reading subtitles, it was fantastic. Um, I watched a movie called Fresh recently, which I believe is on Hulu, and it's about uh, a girl that uh, is on Tinder, basically, and she gets abducted by the dude, and he starts, like, carving meat out of her to sell it to other people to eat. And that was a pretty good movie. I liked it. Uh, The new Hellraiser, I did end up watching that one. Oh, did you? Yeah. I don't think it's quite as good as the 80s Hellraiser, you know, first and second movies, but it's still something, you know, it's... It's interesting. I like their takes on some things in it. I think that's probably the most recent movies that I've watched, really. I don't watch a whole lot of horror movies because my wife doesn't like them, so I, I don't want to I don't want to be like, okay, you can go to bed while I watch a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the most recent horror movie I think I've seen was the 2018 Halloween movie. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one. Which I was a big fan of, but... Then I seen the next one, and it wasn't very good, and I have no interest in seeing the third one, so well, kind of ruined that for me. From what I heard, from what people said, the third one's even worse than the second one, so... That's a shame. Yeah. That first one is really good. How can you fuck it up? You got you got Jamie Lee Curtis back, she's better than Eva, she's and better than you fuck Eva. it up. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know, man. It sucks. Oh, well. Next. <laughs> yeah. Last question, Cortland. What Goosebumps characters would fit in in the Midnight Society? Hmm. Not Harry Larry. Arlstein. <laughs> Arlstein. Arlstein. <laughs> <laughs> I call this story the tale of all the worms. Oh, my God. They'd be like, oh, God, another one, Mr. Stein. R.L. <laughs> That's a fun question. I don't know if I can really think of anybody, though. You know, um, my problem is is that I, I'm much more familiar with Are You Afraid of the Dark and the characters and their stories. Like, I don't remember a lot of the names of the characters from the Goosebumps episodes that we've covered. So they're all you Billy. Just say the kid from 
My Hairiest Adventure. Yeah, well, I know that one. I can't not know Harry Larry. He's got hair on his head. He's got hair on his mind. Like a dog. It's just Larry. I mean, I guess the right answer would be the kid from The Blob That Ate Everybody because, like, that's what he does is he wants to write horror movies and or horror stories. Yeah. He could probably whip up at least one good one, right? It's not going to be The Blob, He wouldn't be the worst. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to say Arl Stein and leave it at that. Okay. Arl Stein. (laughs) The greatest Goosebumps character. Just comes in with, like, a book and just starts reading it. I wrote this one. In this one took me minutes. A, oh, yeah. <laughs> this one took me the whole weekend. <laughs> All right, Cortland, that's the question. That's the question portion of the show. Yay! Thank so you now so much we're for here. your questions. Okay, Cortland, now we're here to talk about. Well, we're just going to talk about Goosebumps season four for a second here, and it's okay, going to take okay. like thirty seconds. All right, let's rush through this speed run. Goosebumps yep. season four. Season four, Cortland. There's four episodes, because we're we're counting each part two as one episode. Yeah. Because otherwise, each episode would be worse. Yeah. The bottom four would be all part ones. (laughs) Yes. So, rank the four episodes of season four for me. What do you think? What's the worst episode of season four? You want to know what, Brandon? It was actually kind of difficult to rank these, because I feel like they're all kind of in the same caliber of, like, pretty good to watch. You know? They're not bad. Decent. Yeah. Uh... The worst for me is probably Deep Trouble, I think. Really? Is it? I don't know, Brandon. This is harder <laughs> than I thought. Because I, I kind of like something from every episode. Uh, there's only four of them. I know. <laughs> Do you have a number one that you think stands out a little bit above the rest? I like them all for different reasons. Uh, let's just talk about all of them in general. Sure. Okay, so we start out with Shrunken Head. Yeah, I actually quite enjoyed Shrunken Head. I think that it is very much carried by the main character. I love his sass. I just oh, think he's so he's awesome. Silly. I love that he's kid. He's sass. Uh, he's smarter than a lot of other protagonists. Yeah, he gets himself out of situations, even though he has help that could help him. But he's like, never mind, I fucking got it. <laughs> yeah, and he's rightfully distrustful of people who are out to do him harm and he doesn't just take their word for things and he's skeptical and he's like okay you're obviously evil and i'm getting out of here yeah and other characters and goosebumps don't do that they just get in more trouble yeah and i just i like him a lot i think he's a great actor i like love his character i just i don't have anything really bad to say about how i got my Elvis pilot head. so funny it's such a funny episode ron oliver at his peak in my opinion which is saying something because we got Cry the Cat, where Ron Oliver is also at his peak, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a tough uh, one. Yeah, I think that's that's near the top of the four me too, for me. Yeah. That's one that, like, one of the old questions, one of the questions we had, like, what would you watch over and over again? I could watch How I Got My Shrunken Head again. I, I would love to. Would you I'd, watch I'd, both I'd, parts? I have to. I'd have to. You know? Yeah. Like, part one has some really funny parts when the mom is like call me and the guy speeds away like that's hilarious i love it yeah that's some ron oliver goodness so funny all right so next we've got the ghost next door the ghost next door may actually be the worst episode of season four yeah that's the weakest for me but i do love it too because it invokes like this emotion that's not really present in a lot of goosebumps episodes it could have gotten to be like the tale of the dream girl level of like wow you know this girl's dead she's moving on to the afterlife she saved this kid first like could have had could have been a tearjerker they didn't really run with it too much exactly yeah they didn't run with it enough for me 
but I still like it. Like, I can still get that from the episode. I just have to try. I just have to try harder. <laughs> it does have that part where the fucking shadow ghost thing is just oh like, pushes, <laughs> pushes a giant rafter down on this young boy, tries to. And then, like, two minutes later, he falls through the floor when he tries to, like, get Katie or whatever her name was. Like, and the, all the letters, like, no, her name wasn't Katie. It was something else. Anyway, dear Katie, you will never believe. Like, what is this? I love it. <laughs> She's sitting there writing all these letters to Katie. Like, he's all like, fucking stop, please. And she won't stop. She'll just keep writing them. Yeah, that part's good. Still the weakest episode for me. Yeah, but I do like Nicole Dicker. You know, she played the main girl in that episode. We did see her again, you know, well, we've seen her in the past, but later on in life, she ended up playing in a, an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is probably one of the worst episodes in the series. And it's mostly yes. because of her. So it was interesting that that happened. Yeah, absolutely insufferable in that episode. <laughs> and only slightly insufferable in this one. Right, right. Where she just kept breaking into people's houses and being like, pay attention to me. Yep. And she's like, you're a ghost. I know it. <laughs> like okay you need to calm down a little bit jesus uh next up we've got cry of the cat which is a pretty solid episode Cortland. it's fun what a fun episode this is you get a little bit behind the scenes on how it how it is being a director you got the cat you know did you notice by the way brandon um we just rewatched that one because we had the watch party of it this week the cat rip he has wings did you see that what no yeah, but he's got little wings. He's like a little gargoyle. He is literally anything but a cat. <laughs> uh, that episode, I'm going to say that that episode is my favorite one of season four, mostly for the extended Exorcist homage at the beginning of so, part one. Yep, we had that. And I will say, I feel like it took inspiration from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, too, with the whole like in the hospital, like put her to sleep kind of thing. Yeah, pretty damn good. And I'm looking at this shot with Rip's head on the night sky with a giant <laughs> yeah. explosion in the the foreground. And that is just incredible. So ridiculous. I loved it. I think I would agree. I think that's the best episode of the season. And then it would go um, How I Got My Shrunken Head. And then third, I think is Deep Trouble for me. Yeah, that's exactly the order I have. Deep Trouble, holy shit, that first part is terrible. Oh my Pretty god, it's so boring. The biggest question in that episode is like, who took the chocolate cake? <laughs> right. And then <laughs> uh, it set up so many things, kind of. Well, did it even? I don't know. I don't remember because the kids the don't one remember. Thing, the one thing it set up is like, ooh, this housekeeper is mysterious. And then that has nothing to do with anything. Not even a little bit, No. She's basically not even in the second part of the episode, and she's pretty prominent in the first one, at least the first, like the second half of the first episode. She is, and she's constantly looking around like, I'm up to something, and then, no, she isn't. Not nope, really. she's not. The biggest crime for Deep Trouble, in my opinion, is that the children forget what they're doing, and that makes me forget. Like, they find that shark tooth, and they're like, fuck, we gotta tell Uncle Harold. They run into the house and then something distracts them for like yeah, 10 minutes. They just have a silly little adventure where they break stuff. Yeah. But Deep Trouble Part 2, in my opinion, really saves it from being the bottom. Because those giant animals are so cool. I think that was a really interesting take on it. And I loved watching it. I love that they gave us 
not only a lizard but a snake and also a, a crab? Giant spider and a crab i forgot about the crab oh my god fuck like, yeah man the crab the crab oh, that scared the kid and the, and the uncle and <laughs> oh my god and then it walked away and it was like oh, okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah that was great and it looked pretty good for yeah for 1998 or whatever yeah. it was good stuff it's what teacher's pet should have been and i will never not say that i think they they just were like let's do it let's go for it and they did it the makeup effects the masks in it are kind of cool too part two saves it yeah part two is good part overall one, though woof. yeah it's, it's it's a good episode but not the best episode of season four. Yeah. So that's our rankings of season four. It's short. Sure was. But now, now we're going to expand the scope and talk about all of Goosebumps. The whole shebang. Yes. So we're going to talk about what you think the best protagonists of the entire series are. Hmm. Courtney. Hell yeah. <laughs> from Courtney from You Can't Scare, Can't Scare Me. Me is an all-timer, for sure. She's one of those characters that you would hate as a child, but love as an adult. Yeah. They, that sounds that's wrong. What, that's what they right. wanted us to do. They wanted us to hate her because the other characters hate her because she's a know-it-all, and know-it-alls are annoying. But you know what? She knows her shit. She does, and she's entertaining about it, which is the biggest part. Yes. Plus, she eats smoked salmon with cream cheese. Like, how can you go wrong? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> disgusting. But... Still love her. She's great. So we're gonna. I'm gonna say from the very first episode, Cortland, they got it right. Oh yeah, Carly Beth from Haunted Mask, probably the best protagonist for sure. She's strong. She knows what she wants. She saves the day. Catherine Long is incredible. So yeah, she's great. Uh, she does a little ducky dance. Oh, that ducky dance. She didn't do that. She part she two, has but... a little tantrum where she tears. Tears apart the costume, and Mom worked hard on that, so and that she loses it. a little bit of points there. But <laughs> but she redeems it in part two she when she wears herself. it. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good, really good one. I think she's a, a great kind of like a role model, you know? Yeah. Another one I really liked is Maggie Bird from Be Careful What You Wish For. Love her. Yeah. Well, I love a lot about that episode. I know. It was just such a surprise, you know? Like... We got be careful what you wish for, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is going to be a dumb one." And it wasn't. It was in, it was fucking incredible. Such yeah. a great episode. Yeah, she's like, you know, she's a goofball. She gets her leg stuck <laughs> in the gym, and everyone laughs at her. She has her flaws, and I think what makes her so good is that she's relatable. Like yeah. she just wants friends, you know. Don't we all? That's why we she started just this wants podcast. To turn everybody into flies. Yeah, right. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> We've She's all like, been fuck there. you, mom and dad. I want you to be flies. That's it. Use flies now. The weirdest thing, though, is that she, like, she at the end of the episode, she has an opportunity to, like, have more wishes or whatever. And she's like, nah, I'm going to give them to my bully friend. But in quotes, you know, <laughs> this girl that stalked me for the second half of the episode, which was fantastic, by the that, way. Oof, loved it. Oh, that whole, that, like, that is the episode. If I'm going to say, like, an episode that keeps on giving, it's be careful what you wish for, because I did not expect her to be so good as a stalker character, and she she just was so good. But yeah. she gives away her wishes to somebody that actively dislikes her, and uh, that's a bold choice. Love it. So now, let's talk about some of the worst protagonists. And this list for oh, me boy. is much longer. <laughs> there's, there's so many unlikable There's turds. some shitheads in this episode, series. 
<laughs> Let's talk All about right. one. Uh, one of I'm them. Gonna st- I'm going to start off the conversation with uh, Skipper from Attack of the Mutant. Skipper. You know, Skipper, now that I'm thinking about it, he didn't do anything egregious. You know, he just kind of bumbled his way through the episodes. Kind of sweaty, you know, a little bit, yeah. a little out of breath here and he there. He just had like a. Uh, expression on his face like the whole time and it's boring he's just boring (laughs) i don't like him yeah he's not aggressively bad in the way that some of these other characters are bad i just don't like the dude funny thing about him though is actually he's going to turn up in this list a little bit later i know he will (laughs) he will and he's even worse than that one but yes Take a break from that actor. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break from roasting that child and, and go for Todd from, from Go Eat Worms. Oh, what a shit. He is seriously serial killer material right so there. His bi- like his biggest goal in life is to just torture animals. Like That's yes. all he cares about. <laughs> yep. He's like, eh, worms can't feel pain anyway as he's salting them. Like, what a shit. And they're screaming in pain. <laughs> he got everything that does like everything that happened to him, he totally deserved. Waking up in a bed of worms, mm-hmm. uh, getting eaten at the end by fish or whatever. And the worst part is like he didn't learn a single fucking lesson in that no. episode. He'll he'll be in that fish's stomach, like, you know, why did this happen to me? <sighs> yeah. Such shit. Didn't learn a single goddamn thing. Tortured those worms until they got revenge on him. And they he somehow escaped that and was like, you know what? Let's torture fish instead. And throughout the whole thing was also just as boring as possible. Yes. Yeah. He couldn't even like be cool about being a psychopath. No, he's fucking stupid. Uh, so another one that I did not like was Zack from The Blob That Ate Everyone. And I did not mm-hmm. like him for similar reasons to... Uh, the dream machine yeah, are you afraid yeah. of the dark episode yeah like don't don't use a magical typewriter to write stories about how your friends can die no you do that on a non-magical typewriter you know yeah. <laughs> or just keep that one up in the old noggin yeah, right. just think about killing your friends but don't put it down somewhere right exactly we don't need exhibit a in court you know no i agree with you i think he uh, is a little shit I don't think he's quite as bad as Seth from Click. That is, he yeah, he actively tried to <laughs> murder his best friend. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> he didn't just think about it or write a story about it. He he put that plan into action. If that remote didn't run out of batteries at that moment, his friend would have been powered off. You know. Yeah. And he got what's coming to him. I love the ending for that one. Like he's just stuck in an infinite void of nothingness. And it's like, yeah, it's because you suck. Yeah, you fucking idiot. That's what happens. The remote was like, I just got to wait for you to unfreeze your family and then I'm going to kill you. I'm glad yeah, that happened. He already paused his family at that point. Like, I want to watch my stupid fake Double Dare show. Like, Ooh, fun fact, Brandon, that's not a fake show. It's actually real. <laughs> well, it's a fake Double Dare. <laughs> Whatever Cana- it is. Canadian Double Dare. Whatever real show it was, it was a fake Double Dare. You know, sometimes you just got to put your priorities straight, Brandon. If your little sister is trying to tap dance in front of your TV, you need mm-hmm. to kill her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I'll keep that in mind. And then I'll end up on some list. Worst protagonists. Oh, <laughs> some podcast is going to be like, you know what? That Brandon guy. Brandon from the Up All Night podcast. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corlin. Uh, I'm going to say definitively that the worst protagonist in Goosebumps 
is Greg from Say Cheese and oh, Die yes. again. My brain doesn't want to remember that episode, so yes. Yeah, he is the well, worst. I'm going to talk about that episode like three different times in these <laughs> conversations. <laughs> I'm here for it. It's fine. Yeah. Such a downgrade. Such a disappointment. Fucking Jesus. He, he like almost gets him and his friends all killed, and the whole thing is just so that he can get an A in one class. Which he's not going to get anyway, because that teacher no. hates him. <laughs> and also because... His assignment's shit. Yes. I wouldn't give him an A anyway. I agree. Greg from Say Cheese and Die Again, worst. He went for a really great character. Say Cheese and Die Again. Say Cheese and Die. He's he was great. Yeah, he's good. Now, let's try to talk about some of the best villains. Oh, okay. All right. Well, my number one, and I, you know what? Let's not go with number one yet, because I think we all know who no, it's going to be. we got to build up. Um, the zombies from Welcome to Dead House are great. Very spooky. You know, just... The idea of being trapped in your own house with, like, you know, a sprawling amount of people. What am I trying to say? <laughs> when the when the family is trapped in their own house and welcome to Dead House and, like, that mass of zombies is, like, in their house, like, chasing them up the stairs and stuff. That's yeah. probably the scariest part of Goosebumps, and I think it was really good. That would be fucking scary. And it was just so awesome to finally get zombies, Cortland. Yeah, right? We waited I'm... so long in all these horror anthology shows to get some goddamn zombies. I just want zombies, you guys. We had a couple in, in Are You Afraid of the Dark, but not really. You know, I said this a couple of times. We got Reanimator, and that was just one zombie. It was a classic zombie. I'll give it that. But these zombies are just like, mm, they were good. They were really good. Yeah, real deal zombies. Except they die by sunlight, but, you know, whatever. <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to give a mention to Dr. Shriek from <laughs> Piano Lessons Can Be Murder, specifically for the scene where he's like, hands, 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 so funny. and he's spinning in circles. Oh, man. Bouncing off the walls, going down the yeah. stairs. So What good. a performance. That's one of those episodes that could have been shit, you know? You, you look at the cover, it's fucking a piano with a dis- dismembered hand, like, jamming on it. It's like, how could this be good? And they did yeah. it. They made it really good. Thank you, Aaron Tagger. You know, rest in peace. Definitely. He did an amazing he made, job. He made this episode because everything that isn't Dr. Shriek is not that great. Like, Mr. Toggle, who's the actual mm. villain of the episode, kind of sucks. Yeah. The ghost girl was pretty cool, though. You know, she was spooky looking. Sure. I don't remember the main character's name, but I liked him a lot. And we've seen him a couple of different times because he was in Welcome to Dead House and he was in Shocker on Shock Street as well. Yeah. I wish Kim would have been in it more, though. You know, his friend. Like, hey, Kim. Yeah, she kind of didn't need to exist at all. Yeah. But yeah, Dr. Shriek oh, well. was really good. Can we talk about the the monster from How to Kill a Monster? That turkey oh, abomination? Chicken monster. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Godzilla mo- shrieking motherfucker. Pretty cool. Yeah. Really, really good. I liked it. Good monster effects. Yeah. Ate that they didn't. They didn't shy away from showing the monster, either. No, yeah, which was really cool. Another one I think we should probably talk about is the slime from Monster Blood and Monster Blood again or more Monster Blood or whatever. More Monster Blood. And that's good because, uh, you know, it's just slime, (laughs) but they managed to do a lot with it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an homage to the blob. What a wild episode those were. You know, you got the fucking witch lady who was trapped in the slime for some reason. And then in the second part, they just kind of null and void all of that and it's it's great and the giant ant and the the drama and the music and the airplane 
Yeah, the second one of those, More Monster Blood, is a very odd episode of Goosebumps. It's the only one that's like essentially Goosebumps fan fiction. Yeah. That they made into an episode. Yeah, because we had a lot of short stories into episodes, which is weird because there's a lot of fucking covers out there they didn't make into episodes. But, <laughs> I mean just books. Covers, not, yes. Just covers, yeah. <laughs> there, there's words behind those covers, Cortland. Yeah, well. Most of them about worms. Look, more people looked at the covers than read the books themselves, okay? Oh, definitely. I can definitely say that without a doubt in my mind. Um, but yeah, they did a lot of short stories instead. And, uh, like, Aunt Dahlia, you know, she... <laughs> she She's not from a book. She's from a short story. Mm-hmm. And she's great. Uh, I know she's terrible, but I just, she, I just love the actress. Yeah, I don't know if Aunt Dahlia is one of the best villains or the worst villains. So she's the best because the actress is incredible and did such a great job playing the character. But she's the worst because she's just the fucking worst. Yeah. Her, her entire plan is evil. Like, actually evil. You can't sell kids into slavery especially not sexually like, get out of here what is this no, doing on a children's we don't want TV you in show Dahlia. what is Come this on. get out of here Aunt Dahlia. go melt but she's played really well yeah that actress she, she, she went all in it. all in and i loved every second of it i just love her voice yeah it's great her. she's great oh <sighs> well we can just watch it again nah yeah <laughs> so We mentioned Be Careful What You Wish For earlier, and Clarissa is one of the reasons that that episode stands out so much. Yeah. Yeah, she's crazy. I love her. Like, her and Judith, which is, I guess, technically a villain for part of that episode. They're both great. They are. I think we like it when people get, like, go all in for the camp, you know? I love campiness. They know what they're doing, and they do it. They just fucking do it. It's great. Just go all out. If you ever get hired to be in a children's horror show, just go all for it. You know, be yeah. as crazy as you, you can. You will get two people who appreciate it. Yep. So, some dudes on a podcast will talk about you <laughs> with admiration. Worth it. Okay, Cortland, I think it's time now we talk about the number one, the actual best villain of Goosebumps. Okay. Yeah. It's very clear for me. Um, If we would have started Goosebumps and you said, hey, there's not only like a bunch of two-parters, there's a three-parter. I would have mm-hmm. been like, no, let's end the podcast. I can't do it. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. But you didn't tell me and it was a surprise and it turned out to be the best surprise. Yeah. And a big part of that is because Carl, mayor of Carlsville, mm-hmm. is so fucking awesome <laughs> in so all three good. parts of the chillology or the chillogy, whatever you want to call it. But I'm going to keep calling it the chillology. Yeah, at this point it is now the chillology. Because <laughs> it is objectively, canonically, the chillology. <laughs> at least for up all night, it's the chillology. Yeah, Carl. Carl is so good. And I think, that, again, it's because of the camp. Because he goes for it, and he does it, and he is so good. It's so he, fun. He, he goes through all ranges of emotion and tone. He's a goofball, he's a serial killer, he's everything in between. Yeah, the range on him. He is a, He brings something new every episode. He's a trickster, then he is a goofy guy who plays ball, and then, in the end, he is a massive Yeah, then he's maniac. actually gonna murder you. So good. I love him, I love Carlsville, I love all the characters in it. Such a great episode. This is three of them. Yeah, all of them great. Uh, we didn't talk about Slappy, though. No, we're not going to. Okay, next. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now we've got the worst villains of the series, Cortland. There's a couple of these ones, too. My mind goes immediately to Bad Hair Day. The nerd in the flamenco outfit. El Sydney. <laughs> yeah. What, a, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's just a fucking dumbass. I, my favorite part about that Fake episode. Beetlejuice, motherfucker. Uh, my favorite part about that episode is like he gets what he wants in the end he gets to become human he's got you know that kid and uh mr amazo or whatever trapped as rabbits and the crowd hates him he <laughs> he does his show and they like actively boo him yeah, it's like haha you up. idiot it's <laughs> 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 the best part he gets booed yeah. after all that time deserve he had this this giant plan of finally being able to be human again. He's like, I'm going to be rich and famous. And the crowd's like, boo, you suck. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, he sucks. I just have to give a mention to uh, the sponge monster from It Came Beneath the Sink. Right. Not because it actually like is that bad, but it's just it's a sponge monster. And that's dumb. 100%. Couldn't yeah. agree more. They did fun stuff with it, though. I, I, I actually quite liked that episode, um, mostly because of the kids in it, though. I, I think the acting was really good. That kid ran and stomped on that glass, Brandon. <laughs> I yeah. loved that. that. Like, that lives rent-free in my mind, <laughs> of him running into the bathroom and stomping on that fucking glass. And the part where the girl, like, goes over her handlebars, and they show all of it as she, like, yeah. plummets to the ground and rolls around a bunch. It, like, that damn. is brutal. Arl Stein was like, hey, in this episode, I want these kids to get hurt, and then that happened we watched all of it yeah like do i get a stunt double no nope you gotta fly over those handlebars hit that fucking log in the middle of the road with your bike (laughs) at full speed (laughs) oh Oh, they don't fuck around on goosebumps (laughs) nope (laughs) i think though Cortland, there's there's not really any worse villain for me than mr blankenship from teacher's pet fuck yeah boring his plan is so goddamn stupid like oh i'm just How gonna make is it <laughs> just gonna make a cheetah frogs like what was his plan <sighs> he tried to create the world's most perfectest animal and in doing so he turned himself into a snake and his plan was to eat kids in a tiny oh. ass snake body why <laughs> we don't know can he For turn back no into a human reason. probably not <laughs> no and he ended up He's being a goddamn a fly now Oh my god, in the stupidest shot in all of Goosebumps. Oh, distorted, superimposed fly It's so ugly looking. It's the worst. But I'm glad it's there, because we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't. I'm so glad that they included that stupid shot. So funny. (laughs) It's the best and worst part of the episode. Nah, the best part's when uh, the teacher was like, shut up, Kelly! (laughs) (laughs) Just asking a question. Somebody screamed in the middle of the night, and Kelly's like, how can I help? And she's just like, go back to bed, Kelly, and shut the fuck up. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's the best part of the episode. All right, enough of that. I think, Cortland, there's a lot of plot twists on Goosebump. Arl sure, Stein yeah. loves to just throw random shit in the episodes. What do you think is the best twist of Goosebumps? You know, I like to go with what my mind immediately goes to, and I... This one goes to my best friend is invisible. Oh, now this is a a twist. So in the end, everybody's aliens and there's one human or whatever. 
Like that's mm-hmm. that's pretty on brand for Goosebumps, but the way that they they handle it in the last scene of the, of my best friend is invisible, just like those aliens just menacingly turning around and they have mouths and eyes in the back of their head. Like it doesn't look great, but just like the emotion is there. Like this kid is fucked, you yeah. know. The idea is scary, but the visual man, it's hard for me to get past how stupid it looks. Right, right. But I, I like that one. It's the first one that kind of stands out to me. I, I'm, I'm yeah. just ignoring, you know, Welcome to Camp Chimera because we talked about Yeah, that because that's the worst one. one. It's just too much. I think Girl Who Cried Monster. Oh, right. Overall, the episode, you know, it's middle of a pack. But the end where it's revealed that they're all monsters just trying to eat another monster <laughs> with that dude just hanging out in the window. Do you remember that? I do. I do. He's like, can I have some pie? Yeah, that whole ending sequence that, of Girl Cried Monster was great. Good. Mm-hmm. I think that was really early in the series, and I was like, okay, this is what we're we're here for, you know. And again, yep. it's very campy, you know, the mom and dad with their fucking fake teeth in, barely being able to talk. Loved it. Yeah, all the twist endings can be boiled down to like, oh, they're all monsters, or they're all dogs, they're yeah. all robots, they're all vampires. Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say, um. Vampire Breath had a very similar ending where, oh, it's Grandpa. The vampire tried to kill the kids. It's Grandpa the whole time. And yeah. guess what? You're vampires now. I'm like, well, my world's turned upside down, but I have to deal with it because this is Goosebumps. We could talk about Cuckoo Clock of Doom for a second here. That twist ending of, uh, you know, him making his sister unalive. <laughs> that's pretty that's dark. Just dark. Yeah. It was an interesting one because that's like the second episode. You know, if you count. Yeah. Um, haunted mask as a two-parter as one we're just talking about dark ass endings though calling all creeps Ooh, right that is an a actual twist. evil villain turn that was crazy i didn't expect it that was one of those episodes like there was like a minute left in the screen time and like they haven't resolved anything what's gonna happen and then everybody just turns into fucking creeps and he's the ruler of the creeps and that's that and i was like yeah. okay all right i'm here for it <laughs> i liked that that was the best part of that episode Oh, for sure interesting yeah i actually think the best part was when that kid ate an onion and then breathed on like another child that's disgusting <laughs> stupid Cortland, what yeah. do you think are some of the best lines the most memorable lines of goosebumps and i'm gonna say i don't remember as many specific lines from goosebumps as i do from are you afraid of the dark same i think are you afraid of the dark just hit us both with a lot of really quotable memorable lines that we still repeat to this day, before we record, we always quote the Captured dad Souls. from mm-hmm. Tale of the Captured Souls. Yep, and then subsequently the mom saying, all right. Yeah. Um, just about every single episode of Goosebumps that we've covered, you at some point say, and then they come in and they say, what's the hubba? Which is from Tale of the Misfortune. Have I? Just about every... It's a weird coincidence. Here, what a mood. And that is something that's going to live on in the podcast, because like... You know, we'll talk about the next show we're going to cover, but I'm going to absolutely keep that tradition going and be like, hey, what's the hubba? Because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and yeah. who are we entertaining but ourselves, you know? <laughs> That's the whole point of this. <laughs> yeah. Hubba, having a goof. Yeah. Like these things, these things uh, live on. They transcend time and Not space. April fooling around. Oh, God. You know, I will say, I do stream on Twitch, and I have a lot of sound clips from Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps, so I probably remember things a little bit better than you. Probably. I specifically remember uh, 
Harry Larry. <laughs> That's because we talk about that all the fucking time. This is so stupid. <laughs> Lily from My Hairiest Adventure is just filled with nonsense lines. She absolutely is. We have to talk about Skipper, though, Brandon. Stretching. No, Cortland. No, we don't. <laughs> All right, I'll edit that out. <laughs> I have, I have, I'll just say it right now. I have a category for worst line of Goosebumps, <laughs> and it has stretching, and then in parentheses, created this category just for this line. <laughs> that sounds stretching. Uh, God damn it. I do love, one of my favorite ones is something I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken, chicken salad, chicken pot pie, chicken wings with Fergie saying that. So stupid, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know the best line of Goosebumps, though. What's up, everybody? It's your boy. That one? <laughs> oh, Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen, yes. She gets what she wants, you guys. She does. What Mary Ellen wants, Mary Ellen gets. Love it. That is also one of my Twitch lines that I have playing, so it gets played pretty regularly. Also. You know, we talked about Dr. Shriek, Dr. Shrek. No. Shriek. We already talked about Dr. Shriek, but when he's like, hands, beautiful hands. When he says, I must have your beautiful hands. Love it. So there is, there is some great lines in Goosebumps. Do you remember in Awesome Ants, that lady's voice over the phone? When she's like, oh my God, you just you can't feed the ants. You're in trouble, young man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, I, I don't know who it. gave that actress like that direction for reading the line, but it worked. <laughs> I just love it. He's like, I don't know. I was just feeding them hot dogs and shit. <laughs> it's fucking ants. <laughs> just feeding ants like pretzels and that what they eat. I don't know. I was watching them absorb a whole fucking hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I threw some McDonald's in there. Like fucking, I don't know about ants. Shit. It's like 1990. Seven. I don't even have the internet yet. <laughs> I don't know what ants eat. I'm a fucking kid. I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, Cortland, that is it for the nonsense. Oh, it's time for serious time. Yeah. We're going to talk about the worst episodes of the series first. Okay. Get all our hating out of the way. All right. Before we build it back up. So, Cortland, let's, let's just do a bottom five here. Okay. So I don't want to sit here talking shit about every episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> and I could. No, probably. nobody wants that. <laughs> Cortland, what are the worst episodes for you? I feel like we've talked about mm-hmm. most of them here anyway. Yep. I think my least favorite episode, the one that I never, ever want to watch again, is probably Attack of the Mutant. No, no, no. Fuck. It's <laughs> That's number two. My, the one that I never want to watch again is Say Cheese and Die Again. <laughs> yeah fuck that fucking episode worst oh, episode of goosebumps i agree it's with so you. bad the fat shaming alone in that episode is just terrible but then mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. then you have fake ryan gosling who is just an idiot oh all for a grade that doesn't matter in the long run at all you're no, gonna you're not gonna even a little bit put your friends in danger again plus that science in quotes of like turning a negative into a positive all that shit fuck off fuck all of it off yeah i don't think that episode got anything right like nothing was good about it didn't even have spider in it um but after that though attack of the mutant i don't want to watch that episode again it's because it's two parts if you put that slop into one part i think you could make it watchable (laughs) it's got fucking adam west in it (laughs) adam west couldn't even say that episode no he couldn't he tried but yeah i do love the parts where adam west is like i'm gonna use my super speed and then he like (laughs) slowly does stuff and they just speed it up yeah 
<laughs> that's pretty good not enough to save it but no you remember when he uh when the mass mutant turned into a chair and adam west sat on him and he was like ha ha finally i do <laughs> yes oh the my hell? god <laughs> weird stupid do you remember when the villain disguised himself as a teenage girl for the main character to lust after for like <laughs> I don't know how long, but just stringing him along until he got him into his secret lair. Yeah, the mass mutant. What the fuck was he doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That, those are like very clear and distinct, my two least favorite episodes. What else you got? <laughs> All right. I've got Teacher's Pet. Oh, yeah, that which one. Is just a boring nothing of an episode. And it really loses points. By being the season finale after the Chillology. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? We had a theory um, that that episode came out because uh, the main character sadly passed away in real life. So uh, they wanted to get it out as a, like a memorandum. That is like canon in my head now. And I love that they did that for her. She was great. That's, she that's she did wonderful. I loved her. Uh, it's very sad that she has passed away. Same with Harrington from... Um, you know, uh, Bride of the Living Dummy. Like, I don't want anybody to pass away. Everybody should be immortal, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, the episode still sucks. Yeah, sorry. It's, just, it's still pretty garbage. Pretty garbage. Uh, next, I'd say, is Go Eat Worms. Oh, yeah, that one. Yep, I hate that episode. Just fucking boring. And main character sucks, like we said. Yeah, very lackluster episode. Doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's not even, like, any kind of villain or conflict until the very end. The main villain is actually just the main character, which happens in Click, but I think Click is way better. Yeah. Click's more fun. Uh, Next, I'd say an old story. Is it because of how terrible (laughs) the episode really is? That, and also, it's just kind of boring. It is. Aunt Dolly is the only saving thing But she's great. Yeah. No, I'll agree with you. I think that's one of those episodes that probably shouldn't exist. And it's not because it's god-awful, but just the subject matter alone. Whoever greenlit this episode, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah. No one really thought too much about it. They're just like, ah, it's a kid's show. Like, what, 30-year-olds are going to watch it in the future and pick it apart and make fun of it? No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I fully agree with you on your list there. Like I know that Goosebumps has some lows, but I still under- I-, I was still entertained throughout all of it. I don't think we had quite as low of lows as we did with like Hungry Hounds and uh, Laser Maze and, and um, Virtual Miss Pets. Fortune Cookie. Miss Fortune Cookie. Miss Fortune Cookie. Uh-huh. And Room for Rent. Ugh. Let me just ask you, Cortland, what do you think about my hairiest adventure at this point? I think in it's time? hilarious. I found that episode to be hilarious because. Yeah, on first watch, it's like, oh, this episode's horrible, but it's it's so stupid and so poorly put together and poorly acted, poorly and, edited. Like, the main character is entirely dubbed. Yeah, yes. <laughs> did you forget about that? Because I just did until I mentioned it. Yep. Uh, God, what a train wreck of an episode! But I'd I'd watch it. Again, I'd watch right it now. again too. Yeah, it's one of those episodes that's so bad that it's actually really good. You know, the, the part where <laughs> yes. he slaps the corn cob out of the dude's hands—like, what Ooh. is going on? Oh boy, there's a lot of stuff to unpack in that episode, and it sucks, but I love it. 
<laughs> like those are that's an episode you could get obsessed over. Kind of the same like with Phantom of the Auditorium. I mean, that got so yeah. popular that there's literally a musical of Phantom of the Auditorium, the Goosebumps episode. You that's know? great, and it does really well. Like people love the music from that, and uh, I think it's awesome. Love it. All right, Cortland. That's enough hating. Yeah, let's talk about best episodes. Let's talk about the best episodes of Goosebumps, officially. Hmm. Here's my top ten that I wrote down. Okay. I prepared. Okay, so number ten, Night of the Living Dummy 2. Okay. And that's mostly on the back of the Family Talent Show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's just, just, just amazing. Number nine, I have One Day at Horrorland, but specifically part two. Loved it. That is just fun because what the hell? They made a game show episode of Goosebumps, which included in show commercials. That's the commercials were so good. Yeah, and insane. Here's one that I don't really think about too much, but when I do, I remember liking a lot, and that is Don't Wake Mummy. The mummy itself is really incredible. And it's just kinda it's got a tense kind of atmosphere and it all just takes place in this one house and the mummy makeup is so good in that episode too much better than the mummy returns which is another episode we didn't talk about at all yeah we didn't because it's not that great and i only like it because of the like egyptian flair uh next for me i'd say scarecrow walks at midnight and that is because i love scarecrows enough said next they do like they do kind of it is kind of like zombie-ish at the end when it's like, oh, this swarm of scarecrows coming to get us. It was cool, too, that they all got pushed into like the swather and they're fucking dead now. Yeah. Next, I'm going to say Haunted Mask. Mm-hmm. Fantastic episode. Great protagonist. Set the scene very well and has a great R.L. Stein intro and outro where he kills his parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Which is great. <laughs> Next for me is going to be the Haunted House game. And oh, what a fun one. Yeah. I love this episode because it goes all over the place. Different scenes, different locations. Has a very Jumanji kind of vibe, but more mm-hmm. horror themed, which is appropriate. Really clever scenes and ideas. I loved the scene where they use a fishing rod, little R&R to pull <laughs> a hallway closer to them. Yeah, that was really creative. It doesn't really doesn't make any sense trying to describe that, but that's what they did. Next, number four for me is Don't Go to Sleep. And this one is great for similar reasons. I really like when episodes have really varied scenarios that mm-hmm. characters jump between. It's a gimmick that will never get old for me. Love it. It was just so much fun. Yeah. And there's like a garbage song in that episode. <laughs> oh my god, weird. the Men in Black songs, yes. Weird, that episode's weird. And the judge, holy shit. Oh my god, the judge. See, what does he say? Is he just guilty. say guilty? Guilty. Guilty. guilty? guilty, guilty, guilty. So good. Number three for me is be careful what you wish for. And we've talked about the reasons why already quite a few times. It's just everyone was on fire in this episode. We got the main character, the side character, the villain. They're all great. I think we have a theme here, Brandon. I think we like it when episodes give us things, you know? Like, they just keep giving. When episodes are good, we like them. (laughs) (laughs) We like our fast-paced episodes. Yeah. Keep it going. Don't don't wait around like Teacher's Pet to be like, "Eh, I got nothing to say. (laughs) Yeah. 
Number two for me is Welcome to Dead House. Mm, and so come on. It's it's zombies. It is. It's zombies. It's zombies, but it's also just good. Like good and scary. Yeah, yes, it's good because it has zombies in it, but you can make shit with zombies in it. Trust me. There are a lot of movies out them. there <laughs> and seasons of TV shows that are shit, but still have zombies in them. 100%. But Welcome to Dead House uh, is just good. Number one, which Brandon. Which leaves I us the for the one number is. one, which is not going to be very shocking for listeners of this podcast or Cortland. <laughs> yeah. And that's the Chillology. The Chillology. Chillology. Carlsville wins. Three-parter. And managed to pull it off while being the longest episode of Goosebumps. It's, it's a it's a movie quality event for Goosebumps that I don't see many people talking about. You guys got to no. talk about Carlsville more because it is really good. Yeah, it's not it's not one of those like legendary episodes of Goosebumps, but it's the best one, guys. So good. That could have easily been the series finale and I would have loved every second of it. Not that I don't already anyway. I think your list is really good, Brandon. I think I fully agree with everything. Um, there's no episodes that wouldn't have been on the top ten for me that aren't on yours. Are there any episodes you really like that we haven't talked about? You think here. I'm trying to think of episodes we haven't mentioned at all. Things like uh, Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Yeah, that just kind of exists. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes that just kind of exist. Let me just take a look at the episode list. Yeah. Uh, we uh, didn't we didn't talk about the strange peas, but I don't think we really need to. No, we don't. <laughs> we did get two werewolf episodes that we didn't talk about either one of them because they didn't really live that that much of an impact on us. No, they didn't nail werewolves. The House of No Return is very bland until at the end when Chris uh sells those kids. That part <laughs> is pretty great to save his own life. Always making deals, that guy. I mean, we didn't talk about a Night in Terror Tower at all, but that just kind of, you know, is there. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It's not top ten. So, I'm gonna say that there's probably not any episodes that we forgot are the best episodes of Goosebumps. Yeah. Um, maybe The Headless Ghost. That was a pretty fun episode, too. Yeah, um, alright. I think we got them all, really. Alright, well... I guess that's it then. That's the definitive top 10 episodes of Goosebumps. Yeah. Yep, Y'all should so. watch the Chillology. All right, All Corbin, right Brandon. That's a wrap on Goosebumps. We did it. How long did this take us? Uh, about a year and a half, I think. We've been oh doing it for a little a while. A year and a half of our lives talking about bumps. Yeah. I, we did it, Brandon. This is the second series that we've pretty much fully completed. And I say pretty much because Are You Afraid of the Dark has new episodes that are out that we haven't covered. And there will be more goosebumps eventually. Um, I guess we could probably talk about what we're going to do next, right? Yeah. The people want to know. All right. So we're done with Goosebumps, Cortland. So the next thing we're going to do. Yeah. Right now, revealing it for the first time. For the first time. Is we're going to talk about Goosebumps. Goosebumps? I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a little uh, wrapping some things up before we move on to our next full series. Yeah. We got a couple uh, loose ends to tie up. Yeah, we got to tie up some loose ends here. So we are going to talk about the two Goosebumps movies. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have an episode about Goosebumps and then an episode about Goosebumps Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yes, Haunted Halloween or whatever. So like, yeah. let's let's talk about like a roadmap here. I got my calendar pulled up. As of recording right now, it's December 3rd because mm -hmm. we record on Saturdays. 
So next week on the 10th, we're going to talk about the first Goosebumps movie. Yeah. And then a week later on the 17th is going to be Goosebumps 2 Electric Boogaloo. After that, we're going to be taking some, some weeks off. So the 24th and the 31st, you know, Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, we're not going to be recording those days because we got family stuff that we got to do. You know, we, we take a little break sure. two weeks every year. Um, we're going to have new content uh, available on Patreon. So we have some things that we're going to be recording that, or we've already recorded that'll be on Patreon. So if you want to listen to us over the holidays, we got some new stuff there. When we come back in January after the holidays are over, uh, the 7th, we're going to be recording part one of season three of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And that is four episodes long. So that's going to be the month of January. Once we yep. come back in February, you know, after we get done with Are You Afraid of the Dark again, we're going to be starting our new show. We're going to be doing a new fucking show. Brandon, you want to tell the crowd what it's going to be? <clears throat> okay. So you guys have wanted to know the next show we are going to cover is Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt, everyone. Yeah. So this 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 will be a big change for us because we've been talking about, you know, everybody's favorite children's horror shows. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's my understanding. I haven't actually seen Tales from the Crypt, Cortland. It's a kid's show, I think, right? <laughs> that is, it's even more childish than Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, it is it's a horror anthology for babies, right? Yeah, it's like it's like the Wiggles, but <laughs> it's Muppet Babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna kind of step into a a little bit more of an adult theme for our for for Tales a from whole the Crypt. New world. Yes, a dazzling place we never knew. Um, neither one of us have really watched a lot of Tales from the Crypt, so it's going to be kind of like a, an amalgamation of everything we've come to thus far. Yeah, we're, I think for that on one. Up. I'll do the I'll do the notes for that one, so I'll be back in the in the saddle as uh you know the, the main host for that one, and mm-hmm. it'll it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really 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 looking forward to it. The only problem that I have with it is I don't think we're gonna get a lot of actors that have been in Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps, but you okay. never know. It's okay. I think we're gonna see bigger names in terms of like you know more current celebrities and stuff. I have baseless assumptions for that, but uh, you know I'm sure <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. It better. And, and uh, I'm really excited for the creativity of what a more adult-themed horror anthology show is going to present to us. I'm going to be looking for those boobs. fun camera angles. Uh, boobs. Boobs, right? <laughs> boobs and butts. And uh, yeah, it was on HBO. So like anything goes, I think. Going to be more gory. I'm looking forward to the special effects, right? They got to be really good, right? I would hope so. I'm really, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's a perfect gateway into the next step, like the next series of the podcast too, because I think there's no kid that grew up in the nineties that didn't know about goosebumps for sure. And tales from the crypt. Like that is one of those like taboo shows to be able to watch when you're growing up. I definitely knew of it and I know the crypt keeper. Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. that bloke before, but I just never saw any of the episodes. Well, that's the library. And we did watch one episode together, which is in season one. I think it's the second episode actually the uh the christmas one you know with the santa claus thing so it'll be fun to revisit that again after what like 10 20 years or something that we watched it yeah uh, it's it's fun i'm excited and i hope you guys are going to be excited and, and you join along with us because it's going to be a lot of fun yeah i think it's gonna be good yeah i can't wait all right well i mean that's our next few that's years mapped yeah. out <laughs> so. yeah for real because there's there's like 70 something episodes of tales from the crypt so we're gonna be doing that for about as long as we've been doing goosebumps 
And then after that, you know, we, we, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. But we got plenty of content for you guys. They'll probably the have made years. more seasons of Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps since then, and I will have to cover those. Oh my gosh, going back to stuff. All right, well, that wraps it up. Yeah. For us here, I have been up all night, Cortland. I'll talk to you next week for more Goosebumps. More Goosebumps. Looking forward to it. All right, I'll talk to you later, Brandon. Have a good rest of the all night. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye.